each other, then I had to relearn the person he is. And I'll pause and, and, and really kind of say, we need to relearn the person that our husband is today, not the person we remember him being or the person we hope that he becomes, right? So we have to learn, unlearn and relearn and be committed to loving the person that we have today loving the person that we have today and praying him through just this experiential process that if we can celebrate our toddlers, set them up, dust them off when they fall as children, let's do the same and understand that we are all growing and maturing and dust our husbands off, set them on the right track and encourage them to learn from those mistakes. I wanna talk briefly about the value of mentors. Um, Proverbs 9 and 9 says, give instruction to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. So part of that learning and how we learn is failing our way forward. Another way that we learn is through the value of mentorship, through the value of relationship with other people. And I'll give a, a few tips about how we take advantage of those relationships with mentors, how we identify them. Number one, when we have the opportunity to get exposed to someone's life, when someone gives us access, and I want you to think about those people in your life that have given you access to their vulnerabilities, to their mistakes, access to their resources, access to uh, uh, the ways in which that they, um, that they operate. When people give us access, we have to value that access, number one, and we value it by being curious by asking questions. When we are with our mentors, we need to be in student posture. Um, we need to be in that, that, that mode of being curious, of asking um, important and impactful questions, of, of, of understanding that we have something to learn. We need to be coachable. We need to be coachable. And um, part of my walking around life, and, and I, can, I can talk about um, uh, leadership from so many different perspectives. I was the firstborn in my family and some of those first leadership capacities and experiences started in my adolescent home and, and what leadership looks like um, in my workplace capacity and what leadership looks like with me being a mother and, 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 and managing our household. And, and all of those, those things are great. And leadership is a, is a very big, big part and component of my life. But I also understand that there are moments that even though, and I'm looking at them right now, all the degrees are on the wall, come on somebody, or even though all of the certificates, or even though there's, there's all of the accolades, you have to still have a coachable spirit. You have to still understand that um, you don't know what you don't know. And you have blind spots. And there's always someone that's just been incrementally a little bit down, further down that pathway that can teach something that, that you can value, that you can learn from. So you always want to take that posture and be able to, 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 to put all your atta girls to the side or atta boys to the side for just a moment and be coachable and have that coachable spirit. You want to be authentic too. 
while connecting with your coaches. And I'm going to get to where this, this is general, general taking advantage of your mentors and coaches, but I'm going to talk about our husband specifically in just a moment. We want to be authentic. When people let you in their lives, they don't have to. They don't have to. When people let you in their lives and give you that moment where you're able to have that access to them, that's not a plaything. It's not that that's not the time for you to come and uh, and 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 do the it's it's okay it's all right. Denise will tell you and 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 Nisi, you 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 jump in. Denise and I don't talk all the time. We don't talk all the time. We might like legit talk two or three times a year. But Denise is one of those people that when she says, Jay, what's up with you? She doesn't get a cookie cutter answer from me. There, there's no, <laughs> I'm, I'm highly favored on top and rising. You know, we talk about all the good stuff too. But there's certain people that when you have that level of access, when you have that level of relationship and you get those moments in the intersection where you're able to make that exchange, you got to be real in those moments. You have to put the masks and put all of the, the shields and all of the stuff aside and really, really take advantage of the moment and the opportunity to receive the coaching, the impartation, the exchange, the encouragement, because quite frankly, you're going to have to put your, <laughs> put your coat, put your armor back on when you walk right out the door and you have to take advantage of those moments to be filled. And so when you're meeting with your coaches, be curious, be coachable, be authentic, take advantage of that mentorship. But what I would say to our husbands, what I would say to us, if we are coming to others as mentors and, and uh, as, as couples, what I would say to our husbands is that it's important to discern who we allow and who we put in that position. That position of mentorship ain't for everybody. It's not for everyone to have that level of access or to be able to speak to us and speak over us, uh, uh, speak into our lives. That, that is not a position or a place that we should give to everyone. And so the best litmus test I can tell you, the best way I can tell you to just decide who should have that level of access is don't take mentoring or coaching from someone who you don't want to trade places with. They got to have some fruit on the tree. Do not allow anyone to speak in your life, to mentor you, to coach you, to have that level of access to you that doesn't have a ledger, receipts, fruit, <laughs> um, that, that you aren't able to see the outcome of their decision making. And here's some, some key points in that. Um, I have personally, my husband has personally, and we have together several people that mentor and that coach us and that speak into our lives. And, and the person that can speak into our lives and coach us from a financial perspective is not necessarily the person that can speak into our lives and coach us about our marriage. We might have to have more than one mentor or coach because the people around us have different levels of expertise. 
the person that's able to speak to us about our marriage and about us as a couple and about what we are supposed to do in, in the course of our union is not necessarily the person that speaks to us individually. And I have my own person that speaks to me about what it means to be a wife. And he has his own person that speaks to him about what it means to be a husband. Because those are different dynamics, who we are to be as, as a wife, who we are to be as a husband, who we are to be as a couple, who we are to be as parents. And so it's very important for you to be discerning. I, I always say, and, 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 and for those of you that, that might know me well, and I might have shared this on a previous call, I came to my faith as a full-on adult. Um, and so one of the things that really kind of stands out to me is I, I, I put people's words on mute. And I say, well, can your life preach? Because one of the things that kept me out of the kingdom, that kept me out of relationship with God was just being exposed to so many people whose words uh, reflected one thing, but their lives just had no alignment. And I said, well, at least the folks who say they don't love God are who they say they are. And so we want to make sure that our mentors simply are who they say they are. And one of the ways to kind of discern that is whether or not their life can preach. Are they able to demonstrate in their everyday walking around life that they have had some level? And uh, and I won't say that their level of mastery is my personal level of mastery, but I can I can ask you and glean from and then modify what you are sharing with me because you have walked this way before and had a level of success. Um, uh, Denise knows, knows the Inga family. There's a, a, a family uh, that we served in ministry with for a number of years in the Bay Area. Each one of their children, they got five or six kids. Each one of their children ended up uh, in four-year colleges and universities on scholarship. And I've had Sophia as my, my, my coach for a number of years. How, how do I get my kids in college on scholarship? She doesn't mentor me and coach me in any other area, but there's some fruit. There's, some, there's something she knows over there that I need to go get. And so I want you to be encouraged that your mentors, those that you give instruction to, should be people that have had some level of success. As you are encouraging your husband to identify those people, um, and they might not always be family members. <laughs> they might not, not always be the people who we think they are encourage them and you yourself find people who have that fruit. Second Timothy 2 and 15, study to show thyself approved. Study to show thyself approved. We're talking about lifelong learning today. And we've talked about learning being experiential and you having to fail your way forward. We've talked about finding the value of mentors. But then let's just also talk about learning for learning's sake, right? And, and learning and, and, and how we go about learning. And I stopped to kind of talk and pause with this is because we don't all learn the same way. We don't always all process information the same way. And sometimes when we're connecting with our husband and we're encouraging him to study his word and we're encouraging him to go before God, the way that he goes about doing that might be different than the way we go about doing that. So I want to talk about just some of the fundamental ways and, and educators on the line. This is all uh, stuff that I've learned from, from my mother and, and all the women in my life that are educators, but um, we all learn in different ways. And so I don't want us to pigeonhole our husbands 
into our way of learning and processing information. And I want us to, to not have any assumptions that they aren't learning because they don't learn and, and share information the same way we do. And I'll share more about that in a minute. But there are visual learners, right? There are some people that learn by the display of, of graphs, of pictures, from video, from charts. There are some people that will learn um, more and pick up more from being able to look at it visually. There are auditory learners. There are people that learn by listening. There are people that, that learn more by being part of discussions or processing things verbally. Um, and so uh, being able to kind of take in information and hear it allows them to process it better. There are some that learn by just that good old reading and writing um, who would learn more from glossaries or commentaries or being able uh, to, to write down difficult concepts and take notes in their own words. There are people that learn that way and there are people that are kinetic learners. I got to learn by doing it. I got to learn by sight, sound, touch. I have to learn from being in that environment. So when you're sitting next to your husband in service and your husband is listening and you're typing notes or writing notes furiously on uh, your iPad or, 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 or in your notebook, don't assume that he isn't taking in that word. He might be an auditory learner, right? He might be taking in that word and listening to it and processing it a different way. So we want to encourage our husbands to be able to um, process and learn using the tools fundamentally that are the best for them. And I don't want you to assume that that tool is the same as your tool. So whether we want to encourage our husbands or start to um, uh, uh, provide different ways for them to listen to um sermons or um, uh, different resources on their commute to be able to learn that way. One of my favorite, if y'all don't have the Bible experience, oh my goodness, one of my favorite, and, and that resource is years old now, but one of my uh, favorite auditory tools to learn God's word has been the Bible experience. They now, I had it on a bunch of DVDs back in the day, and you can now download and stream it um, but it's every single chapter of the Bible um, uh, narrated by some of our um, uh, most famous uh, Black actors, produced very well. But it, it allowed some of these uh, stories that I have read in the Bible to come alive. And I was able to listen to them and then go back and read them and have greater understanding. So that, is, that has been a great tool for me. But I wanted to share all of those, those resources, all of those things with us, so that we understand that our husbands just might learn differently. Final thing I'll share before I pray us out and turn it back over to Denise is that there are just some things that prevent us from learning. And I want, want us to understand what gets in the way as well. Sometimes good old adulting gets in the way, right? Lack of time, lack of focus. I work all day long. I you know, have to come home and our husbands have to come home and have responsibilities at home. Many have responsibilities uh, in, in the community. Many of our husbands work nights or weekends and, and uh, have responsibility to family once they come home. So all of those things can get in the way. It's been helpful in my house, and I hope to, to share it with you, to just find those moments, 10 or 15 minutes, again, even if we are just driving around to, to um, complete errands on the weekend, 
to have those moments where we're listening to something together, where we're listening to a book on tape as a couple um, and coming back and discussing it, where we're reading something together. Those things are just helpful, even in those small incremental pieces. Remember, if you're sitting at that stop, line, stop sign and that car is just slightly moving forward, you're still um, uh, understanding that it's an incremental move. We don't want you to be sitting still. We want you to, even if it's incrementally, be moving forward. Understanding, and I talked to this before, that learning is dynamic. It's not static. And so we are living, growing organisms. We change and transform even at a cellular level every single day. And so we are not uh, uh, designed to stand still. We are designed to always be learning and growing. And the following thing I will share and the final thing before I pray is that we live in this tension between aging and actually growing and maturing. And there's a difference. We are getting older. We are aging. That is a fact. But whether or not we mature and whether or not we grow is really connected to this commitment of lifelong learning. It's really connected to this commitment to say, I'm going to learn, unlearn, and relearn on a continual basis. It's really about the difference between aging and just going from 48 to 49, 60 to 61, 70 to 71, the difference between aging and actually maturing and growing is taking advantage of those mentors and those people that can speak in our lives and understanding that whether we're visual learners, whether we're read and write learners, whether we're auditory learners, that no matter how we get that information in, that we are processing that information, that we are making it our own, that we are making it applicable and that we are learning and growing and maturing from it. So Father, as we have gathered here today and we have uh, talked about lifelong learning, it is our desire, Lord God, to continually learn, grow and mature in you. You are the great I am, Lord God, which means you are exactly who we need you to be. And if we need you to be the teacher, the coach, the mentor, you are equally that as you are our healer, our deliverer, uh, our way maker, Lord God, you are all of those things to us. And so as we are making a renewed commitment to being lifelong learners, we ask, Lord God, that through everything that we absorb and get exposed to, that you will be glorified in it that we will find a way to apply it, that we will find a way to share it, and that we won't be afraid, Lord God, when it's time to unlearn it, to start the process over again. Bless every one of these women that's gathered on the call today. Keep their households safe, protect and cover them until we have the opportunity to meet again. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and thank God. Nisi, you turn it back over to you. Hallelujah for the unlearning and the learning and the relearning, girl. I'm going to need to know who Lonnie is at this stage. <laughs> at this place, right? Today's Lonnie. Today's Lonnie is not yesterday's Lonnie. <laughs> who is he today? Not who he was yesterday. Who is he today in this moment? Woo! Yeah. I just, I, first of all, let me, I, let me just say, when she talked about we don't talk often, but when we do get together, 
it's we've not lost time, right? Um, first of all, Jamila get the best hugs. Let me just say that, right? So it's always the hug first. Then it's the breaking of bread. Let's catch up. And it's it's a mixture of everything. And I thank God, though, that we can um, come together, discuss life, um, talk some things through, and then move into enjoying one another. So I, I'm thankful for sisterhood that doesn't matter where you live, where I live, but when we see each other, it's always authentic. So I appreciate that. Um, I, I appreciate that. Um, I love you all. But listen, um, I, I have, Demita talked about in the beginning that we are on day 27 and that de delayed does not be mean denied and that God heard your prayers on day one, and that God has the ability to show up in the next three days. Yes, he does. But then God said to me, why stop there? Why stop there, right? 30 days was the plan, but for some reason, there were five extra prayers that I put in the journal for this year. Um, so the, the journey doesn't end on next week, Tuesday. God said, not so. God says, because I'm still yet at work. And just like Jamila said, you may see it on day 31. Baby, yes, you might see it on day 31 because there will be a day 31. You might see it on day 32 because there will be a day 32. But even in that, if you don't see it until day 40, Trust that God heard you on day one. And because he heard you, right? And you prayed his, his word, he's obligated to fulfill it in no matter how long it takes to get to the yes. So yes, Tashila, God said, press. We are going to press, right? When in doubt, throttle out. That's what they say on the, on the motorcycles because I'm married to a motorcycle rider, right? So that's what they say. So God says, I need you to apply pressure. I need you to apply pressure on the anointing. I need you to apply pressure on me, God, and trust that I heard you, right? But this journey doesn't end. And because I need you to ensure that they get it and that they got it. I know that's not great English. This is what I need you to do. I was like, Lord, you want me to get up for five more days at 4.50 in the morning? Are you sure? And he was like, yes, because I have brought you to this place and I need you to continue to show them the way. Early will I seek thee, says the Lord. And listen, God has inclined his ears unto us and has heard us. It, it has already been written. It has already been declared that I'm getting ready to do a new thing. Shall you not know it? And just because you've not seen the tangible, Lady J said, she said it, just because you've not seen the tangible, the, 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 the visual manifestation of your prayers being answered, God says, here it comes, I'm on the way, right? Help has already been dispatched. Help is already moving through the airways. God's ears is inclined to the prayers of his people. Yes. So we are going to be obedient. And I am not moving until God says move. 
if, if, if at the end of day, you know, the 35 days, which will be on next week, Sunday, God says, keep going. Guess what? Y'all ain't got to ride with me, but I'm a ride by myself because I know how to be a solo driver. But it's always good to take a road trip with some people, right? That know how to have great fellowship, that know how to have fun in the midst of it and believe with you for where we're going. So in that, God, with confirmation from someone else, I've called on some people who have been faithful over the three years, who you wouldn't normally hear from, who you who, who are active participants um, because it's in the obedience of these ladies that I believe the next move and the next great is getting ready to take place. I, I, I Literally, I sense something is getting ready to happen, but I can only sense what I feel, God, even now. I can only sense it because I'm sitting in the midst of it, right? I'm sitting and waiting myself for God to answer some prayers that he told me he was getting ready to do. So I will not be moved by what I see. I will not be moved by what I hear, but I will be moved by the word of God. And the word of God has declared that we continue to journey on. I feel like I'm in the desert and been there for 40 days and for 40 nights. God, why do you have me in this way? because I'm getting ready to do something and I need you. I need you to go into the places of the uncharted territory. I need you to take the wives with you because they are warring for some things and they are warring against some strong principalities. But God says, guess what? I've given you the power to pull down every vain imagination that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of who I am. God says, I'm getting ready to turn some things around. I'm getting ready to turn some things over and I'm getting ready to lift the burden for your sisters, for your sister wives. Why? Because they've been faithful, because they've been obedient, because they didn't even know what they were getting connected to. But God says, because they didn't know, I'm getting ready to show them who I am in totality. But they got to trust you, Denise. They got to trust the God on the inside of you, because this is not about you. This is about you leading them where God is taking them. Listen. There is getting ready to be a shift in the natural because the shift in the spiritual has already taken place. Just like I was learning how to drive a four-speed car my senior year of high school. My mother was like, here go the car. The keys was on the counter. You better figure out how you're going to get there. Right? Sometimes we got to grind it out. Sometimes we got to grind it out to get from first gear to second gear, to get from second gear to third gear. God says every day that you get in my presence, every day that you seek me, you're grinding it out. You're going from glory to glory to glory to glory. God says some things got to happen in the grind. In, this, in the grinding that God says, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting off bad behavior. It's in the grind where God says, I'm, I'm shifting you from being this nagging wife to being a wife that knows how to pray. God says, it's in the grinding where I'm teaching you how to stop fighting in the natural and teaching you how to fight in the spirit realm. 
you got to grind it out. And for those that are willing to grind it out with me, Tuesday is not the end of our story. So I thank God for where God is taking us. Yes, Tamika, you got to grind it out. Serena, you got to grind it out. To Sheila, you've got to grind it out. Petria, you've got to grind it out. And I know we've been fasting on one day. Some of you might need to turn your plate over for an entire week. But I trust God. I trust God to be like, I trust God enough to do what he tells me to do, how he tells me to do it, right? There ain't no agenda. God said, just set the atmosphere and let me be, be God in the midst of the atmosphere. Whatever that looks like, Denise, that's what we're doing. However it turns out, Denise, that's how it's going to turn out. Learn to trust God even when you don't even understand what he's telling you to do, how he's telling you to do it, right? I'll be standing in the kitchen washing dishes and God be like, da, 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 da. I'll be like, really? Right? So learn to have an ear to hear and learn to trust God, no matter if he's giving you the end of the thing or just a little piece of it. Because if he said it, he's going to do it in his own way. It may not look the way that you want it to look, but I trust and I believe God that it will look like he planned for it. For he know the thoughts and the plans that he had concerning me. Plans to prosper me and not to harm me. Plans to give me an expected end. He already knew. Just like some of you going through some things in your marriages. God already knew that it was going to be at this cross in the road. That you were like, God, really? Is this what you have for me? This can't be it. God, I know this is not why you had us to yoke up, to go through the hell that I'm going through. Baby, let me tell you about hell. I went through five years of hell where every day I was like, did you get the divorce papers? No, did you? So listen, sometimes you got to go through the valley in order to get to the mountaintop. And even on the mountaintop, it's not always sunny. But I'm telling you, get you some people that's willing to pack a bag and go with you and not throw you over the, over the mountain. Listen, because I wouldn't be where I am on today had it not been for those that was praying for me and covering me when I was like, I'm not going back to marital counseling no more, right? I'm not doing that no more. We ain't, Mr. Smith, we can't do this anymore. We got to grow up. We got to mature in some areas of our lives. And just because we come from different uh, places of growth and family backgrounds, Right, we got different dynamics. Doesn't mean that we can't make them work in God. Listen, trust God. Trust God, I'm telling you, because I've been there and I'm still trusting him because there's some still some stuff. There's still some residue, y'all. There's still some residue. 
trust God. It's not on our time, Latanya. It's on God's time. Grow up and mature. That's all I can tell you today. Put your big girl panties on. Make sure that the tag is on the back side. Put them on right. Right? Make sure they cotton and not them, them, them shiny kind because them shiny kind don't absorb the moisture because it's going to get hot is what I'm saying. It's going to get hot. And it's not the heat of the night. I'm telling you, it's going to get hot. And you need the moisture to be pulled up off of you so that you don't cave in and quit in the midst of it because the fire will be turned up. And be and listen, it's not just going to be turned up because y'all two different people. You on day 27. And it's going to be turned up. When you get to day 29, it's going to be turned up because the enemy is like, this chick is still doing this? I thought I, I thought I had sabotaged her on day 15, on day 25. Is she still at it? Oh, okay. Okay. So clearly, I didn't come at her strong enough. Clearly, that argument with her husband on last night didn't do it. Yeah, okay. Let, let me do let me do something else. I'm telling you, be on guard. Minister Tamika already told us that. Be on guard. Be on because the enemy think, oh, okay. Yep, they sleep. I'm about to get them. Nope. Watch what you say. Watch how you say it. Watch your posture. I'm telling you, because your husband is watching you. That song, I always feel like somebody's watching me. Right? Yep. That's your husband and your kids and the enemy because they watch. They watch him. So listen, somebody needs to know, yes, Tamika, that joy is coming in the morning. Joy is coming in the morning, but your morning might be in 2024. Your morning might be next week. Your morning might be tomorrow. That's it. We don't know when the morning is coming. Just know that it is. Right. Shanice, the devil is defeated and I'm pressing on the more. That's it. So listen, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go there. For some reason, I just felt like I needed to go there. But I'm. bottom line is we ain't over until God says it's over. So we're going to be on the beaten path on Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I'm praying on Sunday because I know y'all get up and go to church. So I got to figure out what God is going to do. Maybe it's Sunday evening. I don't know yet. Got to figure it out. Got to wait on God to tell me, but know that we'll be here. I love y'all. Have a, have a great day. Uh, go do some things. Go love on your husbands. Go love on your kids. Right, Jay? Come on, girl. <laughs> ah, we love y'all. Have an amazing, it ain't over till God says it's over. That's the thing right there. Glory to God. Um, you got to have you some real ones in the spirit because we got to be about and about it. I'm just saying. I keep telling y'all, y'all can't be no punk in marriage. <laughs> you can't be no punks. This thing is real. And you got to be on your A game. Sometimes you got to, Break the, the street up out of you for the enemy. I, I grew up in Richmond, y'all. 
So I'm still real Richmond. Jamila still, she's still real LA. Don't, don't listen. South Richmond and South, South LA stand up. South LA and South <laughs> listen, we bout it, bout it. And we, we know how to fight physically and spiritually. <laughs> All right, y'all. We love you. Deuces.